You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burt. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host, Michelle Dosbert, and as always, I'm super excited to be here. Just wanted to change up the mood and the scene a little bit. Um, we are still social distancing. We're still shelter in place. We don't want to, um, we want to be safe in everything that we do. So instead of me doing it inside the house today, I decided to take it outside to the porch. So thank you guys for joining me. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta. So I wanted to be a part of it as I share and talk with my guests today and spend the afternoon with you guys today. So I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are taking very good care of yourself. Um, it's been a couple of weeks that we have been opened here uh, in Georgia, and um, the moods and the emotions have been different. They've been mixed. I think some people have ventured out to hair salons and barbershops and getting their feet and nails done. And then I think there's still a large population of people that are like, no, I'm not ready to do that just yet. So, um, I, like I said, I have been home since May 12th. I've been home. <laughs> May 12th. I haven't gone anywhere. If you're not a supermarket or a home improvement store, I have not gone to check you out. So I've just been staying home and taking it safe and easy. Um, and I hope you guys have been doing the same thing as well, too. Um, the temperature here in the country has not changed. COVID-19 is still alive and present. Unfortunately, the numbers are still escalating and growing. Uh, since the state has opened in Georgia, we've seen the number of deaths doubled, unfortunately. Uh, the number of cases have increased, but there are some stations and places here based in the Atlanta area, as well as throughout Georgia, for free testing. So if you're interested in making sure you get tested and knowing what your status is as it relates to the coronavirus, go and get yourself tested and put your mind at ease. Take advantage of that if you can. Um, because we're still in this pandemic, uh, money is very important to all of us. Unfortunately, 33 million Americans have filed for unemployment. So there is quite a few people that are not working. Lots of people have lost their jobs um, or have been furloughed because of the pandemic, um, because businesses have not been open and because we're not, we have not gone back to what normal used to be. Um, I would encourage everybody to fasten their seatbelts and, and identify what your new normal will be because it will probably not be what it was uh, eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago. It's going to be different. So, again, I encourage you guys to be safe and make wise choices and decisions as you figure out what that is for you. But today, we're going to talk about money because money makes the world go round. And a lot of people have a lot of viewpoints and opinions as to how our legislation and government is moving and the urgency to get everybody back to spending and being about business as usual. And the common man is like, no, we, we just can't do it. And so the message is it's all about money. It seems like it's about our economics more so than it is about our health. But since that is the baton that's being passed and being waved over our heads, I figured we need to talk about money in this particular uh, season and state of mind. I typically talk about money maybe twice a year. Um, I thought maybe this is no different. Let's talk about it right now. Because a lot of people, some have it, some don't. But when they get their hands back on it, they need to know what they need to do with it. So 
Today's topic is Money Matters, and I want to thank all of the new listeners and everybody that's checking in with us for the first time. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time this afternoon. Just want to give you a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about the empowerment of women, and we do it through so many different ways, and community service has been one, mentoring and public speaking has been the other, and this platform in which you're watching us on, the arts, has been the other. And so we have been doing this for quite some time, and we've been using this platform to talk about the things that impact us as women. And we want to make sure that not only do we talk about them, but we empower you with with tools and solutions to help you get on your way with the topic for the day. So like I said, today's topic is Money Matters, and my guest is the lovely and beautiful Tawny Powell. She's a financial strategist. Welcome to the show, Tawny. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really Yes, thanks for coming. Thank you so much. And thank you for being flexible and being home and practicing safety. We appreciate that so much. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Tony, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, I am a financial strategist. Um, I spent 10 years working in personal finance. Primarily, I have helped like thousands of individuals and families across Metro Atlanta become first-time homeowners for years. And then a few years ago, I was looking for something new. And so what I do now is I still teach people about homeownership, but I also help people come up with different financial strategies for their life, for their income, for their future, for wealth building, for investing. Um, I have my own company called the Talents Coaching Company, mm-hmm. and I work with individuals, families, and even small businesses and entrepreneurs, basically to just help them grow what they already have. Right. And most people have something, even if the wheels are turning, but how do we get the wheels to turn and continue to continue to expand your wealth, your assets, your protection, right. then we can all continue to grow and flourish financially. Awesome. Tony, why did you want to get in this line of work or this type of career? What was the interest? How did it start for you? (laughs) This is so funny because it's totally on accident. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I have a love for community and for education, and I always have. And my background is in sociology. I have a bachelor's and a master's in sociology. And when I left grad school, I wanted to work for a community organization. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And we were at 2011. We were in that recession. So the opportunity that was open at that organization was to be a program assistant for their home buying program. Um, and I wasn't particularly interested in that at the time. I didn't think it was like really that exciting, um, but it was perfect. Like I learned everything I needed to learn to get my own finances in order I eventually became a counselor and then an educator and I eventually managed the program and then opened up another nonprofit doing the same thing. Um, I just grew to love the work. I, you know, I won't say I respect money, you know, money touches everything we do in every part of our life. And it makes so many things either available or not available for people. And so that's why I love what I do now. It, It touches everything. You improve someone's money life, you improve their marriage you improve their relationship with their kids, you know, you improve their ability to reach their dreams. Like it really is, it touches everything. So that's why I continue to stay in this field. Yeah. It definitely improves your quality of life. Definitely. It takes you, it gives you a peace of mind and a sense of stability. So that's a one, that's a great thing to talk about as well. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, because you talked, you talked, talked about it just a little bit, but for those entrepreneurs that are listening, was it difficult for you to really start your own business, Tony? Get it going. 
Um, yeah, of course. (laughs) I think it's difficult for anybody. Um, like I said, I did personal finance education and counseling and coaching for almost eight, for about eight years Mm -hmm. before I stepped out on my own. And it was difficult in two ways. In one part, it was difficult because I was just afraid. Like I had my own fears and concerns about how am I going to continue to pay the bills? How do I make sure I'm bringing in enough money? Like when do I know when to jump ship? You know, when can I leave? Um, And the other part was creating the financial strategy in order to do so. Mm. So if we can create a financial strategy, then we can handle like all the other emotions around just about anything. Um, so I, the process I went through is probably different from most, uh, I have multiple businesses, but one of them, I'm an Airbnb super host. Mm. And so I used my Airbnb business and I expanded that business first to create that almost relatively passive income for myself Mm. so that I could step out and have more freedom to become full-time self-employed. And so that was more or less my safety net. And I didn't have to rely on the business that I was creating to support all of my income. Mm, I need a lot of freedom to be flexible and try new things and be creative. And like, I could try something and if it doesn't work, okay. Because I'm taken care of by this other strategy. Right, right. And that's, that's so important, Tanya. And so I want to kind of talk a little bit more about that. And you touched on it because you had Airbnb as your cushion to kind of get you going. Are there some other things that we need to consider maybe before we start jumping into um, entrepreneurship or just getting our finances ready? I think there are two things I would recommend for everyone. Um, one, we I think too often we don't think about protecting the income we already have and generate. Okay. So like folks have insurance on their cars, their houses, their cell phones, mm-hmm. and they don't insure their own income and their own ability to produce income. So I would recommend some kind of protection for that first. So if you get sick or you get injured and you can't work, you have replaced your source of income first and foremost or anything else. Um, And then I would definitely recommend having at least three months of your budget in your savings account. Recommended three to six, but at minimum three just because stuff's going to happen, you know, and you want to be able to be prepared. You don't want to have, you know, a catastrophe, like you don't want to lose your home or lose your car, you know, or just completely have your credit trashed because you didn't have a backup, you know, $2,000 to cover some expense that just happened to show up. Right. Have, have a safety net for yourself in two ways, one in protection and one in savings. Now, now, Tony, sometimes, and and for the people that are listening, I'm going to play devil's advocate a lot just to kind of be in their head in their space because they got the questions and they may be a little scared to ask them. But some of us, we just don't make a lot of money, right? We just don't make a lot of money. And, And so we think that we have to make a lot of money in order to make that first step in saving or having a financial plan. Is that necessarily true, Tawny? Or can we just start where we are and start small? What say you? Yeah, you don't have to make a lot of money in order to begin creating some strategies that work for yourself. Um, I've got a bunch of nuggets that I'm going to drop through this interview. So one of them, and I'll put they're on my social media, I'll put them out again. One of them is just negotiating your current bills you already have. Even if you take home $2,000 a month, right? Mm -hmm. You're still going to have bills. 
if you can take your insurance bill, your car insurance, say from down from 150 to 125, it's going to make a difference. You know, if you can take your cell phone bill down from 95 to 75, you know, whatever you can do to reduce your expenses on what you're currently paying is going to free up some extra income first. And I have a link, it's on my Instagram and I share it on my social media as well uh, for an auto negotiator tool. So you just upload your bills and they will call your company and negotiate it for you. It saved me $15 a month on my cell phone bill and $60 a month on Comcast. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Anybody who makes any amount of money could at least do that. It's completely free. And now you've just created a little bit more disposable in your budget. Um, The other part is I think even for someone who doesn't make a lot of money, everybody can save something, even Mm. if it's $5 a week. You know, a lot of us, even a lot of, I've been in places where I didn't make a lot of money before. Trust me. I have not always made great money. I struggled just as much as anybody. So you can still put aside five bucks a week or five bucks every other week or $10 a month. Like there's always something you can do. So just creating the habit first and foremost is going to help you now. So if you don't make a lot now, but you have healthy habits, when you start making more, those habits are going to help you have abundance later yeah. and not just have be on this like cycle where you don't ever have any more money because you spend everything you make. Right. I like that healthy habits. We got to start practicing that now. I think Tawny, because we're sheltering in place, right? We yeah. are spending less. Mm. I hope. <laughs> right. I think I, I think most people are, are maybe our grocery bills have gone up. Yeah. And I think what we do to entertain us at home, like maybe Netflixing and maybe a premium channel here and there because we are home. Right. But this going out business has probably stopped, right? So there's yeah. no more going to Starbucks on our way to work or any of that or going to Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's to get the coffee or breakfast. So we yeah. do have maybe that $5, maybe 10 So now that we have it, Tawny, where, what should we do to invest that? Do we stash it under the pillow? Do we open a savings account? Do we do an online thing where it automatically takes this $5 out of our account every week or two weeks? What are your thoughts on that? Woo, with the five or the $10, what do we do to invest? So it really depends on how much you have um, to invest. One, if you don't have a safety net savings, I think that that should be first and foremost before anything, because you don't want to have a catastrophe in your life mean more debt. You know, Mm -hmm. typically when people have that happen, they don't have savings, they're swiping a credit card and now they're even more behind than they were before. So I would say begin a, begin a savings, uh, something that's really simple that I use that I love. There's that free app called Digit mm. and it auto saves for me. It'll pull out, you know, a dollar or two dollars, you know, a day or every couple of days. You can raise and lower the limits on it. Um, and that, you know, every few months I look in and I say, OK, like there's a few hundred dollars in there. Now I can move that into my savings account. Wow. Um, that would be a great first step. Mm-hmm. And other things like. Shoot, if you are saving, if you have a little bit more leftover, like if you're still working at home full time and you're now not spending on gas and you're not spending eating out as much and all that, um, if you haven't invested in a protection strategy for your income, then I would recommend doing that. Whether it's whole life or term life, term is very affordable, whole is a bit more expensive, but it's more co- co- it's more uh, comprehensive. 
Um, there are strategies such as those where you can also use them as investment vehicles. And that is probably my favorite strategy to share with people and create because it covers both your protection and it doubles an investment and it's safe and it's not as volatile as the stock market. Right. You mentioned about savings accounts. I think most people can do that. Is there any good um, rates on their savings accounts these days? I know back in the day, you used to get a nice little piece of money, a nice little interest rate. It's just like really nothing now, huh, right? There's general savings <laughs> accounts. Yes, savings accounts are not investment vehicles. Like they just are not. So when our economy has typically on average a three to four percent inflation rate every year, if we're not getting three to four percent return, we're essentially losing. Mm. So there's no savings account out there that's offering three or four percent. The best that I know of, and I use this website a lot called bankrate.com. It's mm-hmm. bank, like a bank, B-A-N-K-R-A-T-E. It's free. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow interest rates of different types of accounts on that website for free. Uh, I bank with a bank called Ally. I'm not getting paid to say that, but I just do. Uh, they typically have among the highest interest rates for savings and checking. They're pushing or slightly over 1% depending on the time. Um, I've not been able to find anything higher than that for something that's free that I can pull my money in and out when needed. You know, so But typically, I would... I would recommend searching an online savings account. Um, typical brick and mortar banks most often are offering us 0.01 to 0.045%. It's like you might get 10 cents at the end of the year. Yeah. It's a kind of a joke. So at least yeah. an online bank that'll give you a push in close to 1%. There you okay. go. Okay. It, the, the financial market climate right now is very... Eh. Yeah. Is, that's the best way I can say it's, like, <laughs> it's bad but people that are financial strategists like yourself probably had a pulse like you you felt something coming possibly mm-hmm. a year or two ago because yeah. maybe we were trending and doing so well unemployment was low and yeah. people were spending and, and jobs and things were just going on and being a financial strategist, you kind of pay attention to the market and the movements of finance and things like that. So you probably had a pulse that something was going to happen. You just didn't know it was going to be this, right, Tony? Like this yes. was a, a surprise that a pandemic yes. would make us crash and burn and just just stop everything that we're doing financially. Yes, exactly right. Uh, I, yes, I was just sharing with a friend of mine the other day you know, folks like myself in the finance industry, and especially folks, I work with a lot of real estate agents as well, mm-hmm. folks in the real estate industry, we've known something was coming for two or three years now. We didn't know what it was going to be. We didn't know it was going to be the coronavirus that was going to take us out. Right. Um, but typically the stock market and the markets follow about a 10 to 12 year boom and bust cycle. So the last one began in 2008. 2020 was coming. We're like, it's coming in 2018, 17, 18. We were like, okay. Yeah. Uh, even recommended to some of my friends, you know, to move some of their money out of their old 401ks that they had from previous jobs. Mm. You know, like move your money, move your money, move your money. And I have friends who didn't listen to me who now wish they did. Uh, yeah. Now. So you tell me now I'm going to do it because <laughs> the pain of this, Tony, is that we work really hard for our money, as you said. We, we, yeah. do. we work hard for our money. And we try to be strategic and put it in places that it's going to grow, it's going to mature, and it's going to grow. The disappointing, yeah. the, disappointing, the disappointing 
fact of this is, is that we do all this hard work, the, we lose the money, and then it takes us possibly years, maybe, yeah. to get this back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, no, this is not fair. This is not, not cool. So, I mean, I understand legislation, and I understand people in the White House and trying to push us, even financial analysts trying to push us to get us back to a normal type of being or place, but our health is involved. Like we just can't really, you know, this virus is out here. You you can't see, you can't touch, you just know it exists, right? So you're trying to be safe. And so you have reservations about how you spend your money, where you spend your money, when you do it. It's like, if it's not critical and important, we're not going to spend it. Mm -hmm. And then in the backside, it's like our stocks and our investments, are just like, ugh, they're not. And so now we got to figure out once we're in a space that we can canoodle again, like be all, you know, in the same space and things kind of get back to where it was. How do we, we got to figure out how do we get back on this financial horse? Because our money is like in the toilet. Mm, it's in yeah. the toilet. Yeah. So I think a couple of things, you know, there's a, there's like a financial foundation pyramid that I talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody hasn't necessarily, everybody's not doing the pyramid in the uh, direction that it's meant to be built. If they, okay. if I could say, if I could say that, make okay. that happen. So if you're not investing in protection first, then you need to do that now. Uh, the second layer of the pyramid would be paying down your debts, like debt management. Third, creating an emergency fund. And then fourth, investing. So I think people love to talk about investing. And mm. so do I, because it's exciting, it's sexy, it's fun, right? And right. it can be really scary too. But, and things talking about things like insurance doesn't sound so hot. It sounds super boring. However, that is really the most important foundation to have. So if you don't have that first and then reducing your debt, creating an emergency fund, you should be investing last. Um, people typically protect all kinds of things, their houses, their cars, their cell phones, we do. They don't protect their own income, they don't protect their own health, they don't take care of that stuff. And that really has to come first before okay. we spend money on anything else. Okay. Are the in getting this protection for our finances, is it expensive or is it kind of affordable? And are there people out there that talk this language? Do we have to introduce people to this? Like how do we start? Yeah. This? Yeah, it, it varies. It, okay. it varies very honestly. It varies. So I'm both a financial strategist and an educator. I teach and I do. Um, so I can share a little bit about that now. And okay. folks are welcome to reach out to me after this if they want. Um, mm-hmm. There's different types. So there's th- there's term life insurance, which will cover your income, your disability, uh, even long term care needs for a term. Right. It's cheap because it's covered for a term. You can get 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, et cetera. Okay. Pretty inexpensive. I mean, it can be under $50 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, that at least will cover you for that time. Now, there is also whole life that has all kinds of benefits as well, including like indexed investment options built in. Um, I even helped a friend a couple of weeks ago create a strategy that was only $50 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't super aggressive, However, it was a start and it's right. something and she's 30, 32 or 33. Mm-hmm. So the older you are, the more expensive it's going to be. But there are still some affordable options out there. It doesn't have to be as expensive as you think. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you're able to negotiate some of your bills down, you might be able to create space to make that money available right. without really changing your budget and what's coming in and going out at all. Right. 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 I advise on towards pole just because it doesn't expire. Mm-hmm. You know, when term, like typically we have health issues near the end of our life. So does it really make sense for me to open a term account, you know, for 20 years when I'm probably going to have some health issues when I hit 60 and now it's gone? I think whole makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. I like that pyramid, uh, Tawny, that you talked about because we do oftentimes, even in coffee talk or just having conversations with people, people want to invest. People want to invest in the Airbnb. They want to go out, want to get a property, mm-hmm. want to flip it, turn it around, start yeah. getting renters in there. Well, right now they're like, well, you know, people are not traveling right now. So that may not be the thing, but maybe it's for renters. So people are talking that talk, but I'm not sure Yeah, we often have the security that you're talking about, the financial security about having the savings in place, mm-hmm. because like in anything else, you have to be prepared for the uncertainties, the unknowns, things that happen. And you, it would be a shame that you start something mm-hmm. and it just takes everything, every resource that you have because yeah. you didn't properly prepare and save up and do and do the homework we don't do the homework either tawny we want to do shortcuts like we want to listen to this show and then go run off and go do stuff and then don't want to do the research and just understand what our individual cadences yeah on what we make how do we start and and really put a plan in place right Mm -hmm. and the plan could be aggressive right tawny it could be a six-month plan or a year Mm-hmm. But we need to at least put a plan in place. And I don't think oftentimes we do that. We don't do the protection like you talked about. We're not saving. We yep. want to invest right away. Yep. We wanna... <laughs> Absolutely. You said it. You hit the nail on the head. People often do that pyramid upside down. Yeah. Like, I draw it on paper. It's, they invest first. Then they pay down debts and save. And then yeah. they protect their house, their home, their cell phone. But they don't protect their own ability to produce income. Yeah. 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 This market is very funny, and I want to talk about paying off debt because some people are really sticklers in making sure that they don't have any debt and they're really paying it down. And then we have other financial strategists that most people listen to, and they'll say, you know, pay your debt down, pay off your house. Is is that something we should be doing at this particular time, Tony, or should we be, like, saving more money, having our hands <laughs> having the ability to have our hands on this cash if we need it versus paying down debt. What, what say you for this? I think it's a, I think it's a both and uh, mm-hmm. instead of an either or. And okay. I think that also depends on how much savings one has right now. Like to a person who has no savings or very, very little, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend save first. Okay. I think a lot of people get really excited to pay down debt because it's nice to see that balance drop, yeah. right? Or to have that debt no longer there. Of mm-hmm. course, you feel a sense of peace and ease and freedom right. and a sense of accomplishment when you do that. However, if you don't have any savings, you have like a one or $200, like you need more. So yeah. at least build towards getting yourself one month of your budget saved first before you start paying down debt. And then from that point, after you have one month, what I typically coach people to do is take however much you are spending in your savings and then split it 50, 50, 50 towards your debts, 50 towards your savings and continue to build both at the same time. Uh, If you have, you know, three months of your savings already, 
then absolutely, if you have the additional disposable income, go ahead and pay off your debt because it's just going to free up more money in your budget once it's gone. And then as it starts to free up that money, now you want to talk about investing. That's yeah. Should should we be starting a new business at this time, Tony? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 You're gonna say no, Michelle. No. Now it's time. Yes. You're home. You're not doing anything but (laughs) Netflix. Start a business now. Oh my gosh. And nobody, you know, even if people wanted to invite you to stuff, you're not saying yes because you likely because you're gonna stay home and be safe. Like definitely now. We're when are we ever gonna have more time? And less expenditures because we're not driving to work. We're saving on gas. We're saving on eating out. Just like you said, we're probably, we're saving on doing any kind of fun things. Like I have a gym membership that currently is on hold. We're saving in so many areas right now. Now is the time to start a business. So many people that I know have really taken off, started their business and taken off during the last recession. This is the time. Do it. This is the time. Time and the money. Do it. Yeah, right. All right, entrepreneurs, you heard it here. Now is the time. Get a business plan. Come on, get that out. Get your finances together. But now it's the time to start. My yes. goodness. So and good. everybody, it's the other part too. Everybody's at home right now. Also, right. like when else are we going to have a captive audience like this? Mm. No one is going, hardly anybody's going out. Everyone's at home on the couch. Yeah, everybody's home. Now. I mean, look at me. I'm on the porch. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I've been on this couch every day for weeks. I'm yeah. like, I'm on the porch. Like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask you to wear your strategist hat for me because it maybe Great. gives us an inside tip. Awesome. Do you have a sensation or a feeling as to how long we'll be in this financial state? Like, how long do you think it's going to take us to kind of get back to a sense of normal financially, financially? What do you, what do you think mm. is it's going to be tiny. It's going to take a minute. I think it's going to be, I hate to say it. I think it's going to be a long time. Wow. I don't think that, and granted, like I don't, I'm not psychic. Yeah. Right. I was, uh, right. And no one knows, but my gut and my sense of what's happened so far and also how our government is handling mm-hmm. uh, responding to the coronavirus my gut tells me that I don't think the market is done dropping. Mm. I don't think we've hit the bottom in the stock market. And I've seen a lot of people be excited and go buy socks and okay. I hope that I hope I'm wrong. Right. No. Um, and I really have a feeling that I'm not, we know that our government pumped a bunch of money into the economy already. So it's already kind of artificially supported. Uh, we can't do that forever because we have trillions in debt. Yes. I think it's going to drop further. Mm. And I think once that happens, we're also going to see, I hate to say this out loud too, but I think we're going to see real estate properties prices drop as well. Uh. Could be into next year or the year of 2022 before we actually start to recover, you know, on some of the losses. Mm. Yeah. You know, the, the real estate market had tanked or took a bad hit before, in, at least in Atlanta, definitely in Atlanta. And yeah. it took years for it to come back. And we were just now getting to a space where wow. our homes were starting to really present the value and we're starting to go up. And mm-hmm. now I'm just like, oh, now we got to do that again. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I don't think it's going to be as bad. So don't get me wrong. I don't okay. think we're having another 2008. I don't, I don't think so at all. Like you said, that was a long time, right? It started in 2008 and it didn't really begin to bounce back until maybe 2015 or 16. That was like eight years. I don't think we're going to be here for eight years, Ooh, that's good. but I think we could be here until we're coming out. It could be two, could be one and a half to two. Okay. I don't think we're done. And I don't okay. think we're here. Because the market is so wild till now, Tony, should somebody move, sell their stocks maybe, and, and maybe move their 401k? I'm really getting down to it, right, Tony? I'm asking the question because this is what people are asking because they don't, they don't know what to do. So sh- should we just, just, and it's a suggestion. Let's just put a disclaimer. Yeah. A suggestion, word to the wise, but what do you think? What yeah. So I also want to be clear and distinguish that like I'm I'm not in a financial advisor who can help people who can manage other people's money in the market. Exactly. I don't have those uh, licenses and those designations. Understood. So because of that, I need to be careful about how I advise. I don't everything I'm sharing would just be my opinion and what mm-hmm. I would do. Um I don't presently have any money in the stock market and mm-hmm. I have money to invest if I wanted to and I'm not. Okay. Um, I am presently investing additional funds. One, I'm saving uh, because I'd like to pay cash for a piece of real estate yes. whenever possible. Yes. Uh, cash is king. Cash is uh, sexy. <laughs> the other part too, yeah, it is. The other part too is I'm over investing in my index universal life insurance account for myself, which protects my own income, my health, my disability, my long-term care. And it has a very powerful investment vehicle built inside that has a guaranteed floor. So no matter what I put in, I never lose any of my money. Nice. I'm doing both of those things. I would highly recommend uh, anybody to do those things as well. Nice. If, they're, if they're able, something like that. Because it's safe. We got to just do safe stuff right now. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Create, and invest in yourself to increase your income. Mm. Start mm. The mm. How long do you think we'll have to do shelter in place? Yeah, how long do you think this will be? Just as a personal feeling. What do you think? Another month or so? I think easily till the end of June. Um, Maybe. I hope not into July, but perhaps, you know, and it could can vary because I think we're going to be broadcasted all over. Right. So it's going to be different here in Georgia because our governor like opened early. So we might be here longer than like my family in Massachusetts. I don't know. Like I got people up there and they may be out before us. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I want to ask this question, Tony, because um, I'm I'm a parent and I know there's other people that are watching that have children and we've always thought about our our kids' future and our education. Yeah. Any suggestions on, especially with the market being where it is today or even outside of that, any suggestions or tips on how we can save for our kids' education and their future? Yeah, I love this question. And I, yeah. I don't want to, I hope I don't sound like a broken record because no. I don't. I don't want to. However, my my favorite product for youth, for young people, for kids, is something we can create called the Million Dollar Baby Fund. Um, and it's very affordable. You would be surprised how affordable it is. But it's the similar type of account, but for a juvenile that you can create where it will grow their income. They will It will never lose. It will protect their life. And it's uh, untouchable money. Colleges and universities will never ask about those funds. So they'll never have to disclose it. That way it will never impact the amount of grants and funds and subsidized or unsubsidized loans they get. 
Uh, and if you know your child, your niece, your nephew decides to do something different, if they choose or say, hey, I don't know if college is for me, or they go mm. here and then they say they want to open up their own business, or they want to travel, or they want to teach, you know, they can use the funds in that account for anything. Okay. Uh, traditional 529s are not are not something I recommend and they're not my favorite because on one hand, yes, sure, they're tax sheltered for a time, but whatever you have in a 529, a college or university is going to basically structure their um, the financial aid they give to make you spend all of your money first. So they will give you less based on how much is in here. Uh, on the second hand, if the child decides not to go to school and you want to have access to that money, not only do you now have to pay taxes on the entire account, but you also incur a 10% penalty of the full balance. So yes, it's like, you're still going to pay taxes and a penalty. Wow. And it has to be used for like approved colleges and universities for tuition, for books, for fees. It can't be used for anything else. It can't be used to support if the child wants to, you know, get an apartment with three of their friends, you know, you can't use it for that kind of rent. Like you can't just use it for them to withdraw money for groceries every month. Like I just don't think that they're really, they're really popular. And I think, I think back in the nineties and early two thousands when they came back, everyone was excited and yeah. a lot of people have them. So I don't think it's a bad thing for those people who have opened them. And I would say slow your investing in that vehicle and invest in a small juvenile life insurance policy for your child that's untouchable money and it's going to be invisible to the colleges and universities. Wow. And they can use if they decide to not go to college. I like that, Tony. So could could one transfer the, their money from a 529 into this other? No, huh? You have to pay. No, that. you couldn't. There's not like an official transfer. Um, if they wanted to, if they wanted to like withdraw and reinvest they could do that they would have to pay the tax penalties now so I would probably recommend to not do that you know just leave it there and I would say slow your funding of it you know and then create a strategy to fund the alternative oh my god because if the child does go to college it is you know you do have the tax benefit use that to pay part of the tuition bill like I wouldn't recommend pulling it out but I would say slow your investing in that and invest in something else from here forward because the reality is that our kids are different than what we were, right? College was the thing to do. College may not be the thing to do now, right? Especially how expensive it is. And then what is the probability of college helping me get a job? Like, I, I don't know. Unless they make the curriculums very um, attractive to where we are with being creative and social media and how we just move and virtual learning and, and all of this. And gaming is a big deal. And so not unless they change what they offer. I don't know if every child would want to go to college or if they'll finish. Yeah. So I would like to be able to set it up so that if my if my son said to me, Mommy, I want to maybe do college for a year or two, but that's not my thing. And I want to start my own business that he has money yeah. that I've been saving since he was a baby that he could take to use for his yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that just like you said, a lot of our youth, they're probably going to hear our stories. Like yeah. a lot of us have a lot of student loan debt. I'm in that group myself and I'm paying it off. But, you know, I, I can't say that I'm using my degrees today. Mm-hmm. And most of my friends who have bachelor's and master's, they're not necessarily working in their field either. And mm-hmm. it was very expensive. So 
I created a strategy just like that for my niece. Um, and the other part too, is if they don't use it, say they do go to college and they use a little bit of it, or they don't, there's still an investment account there for them. My niece does not touch the funds in that account. She'll be a millionaire when she turns 60. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she could use it for her first home purchase if she wants when she's 25 or 30, whatever, you know, you could use it for a lot of things. I think it's a better strategy all around when you consider the whole life of a child and what they're going to grow into. Mm. We talked about the youth. I want to talk about maybe the older, mature people that are looking at retirement like I want to retire, right? Mm. Um, and now we have this COVID-19, coronavirus, pandemic, and it's like, oh my God. Do we, do we suggest or do we recommend that if you have the ability to work, you just keep working? Like some people are saying you should work till you're 72. I personally do not want to work until I'm 72. So, you know, like, is there any light at the end of the tunnel for people to retire? Can we retire? That's a hard question. Is it really? I they say I asked the tough ones. I'm <laughs> That's a hard question. I don't remember being prepared for it. <laughs> Fine. Um, what would I say to that? Uh, it may be time to get creative. Okay. So this is part of like, I, I'm a financial strategist, but I'm also a coach. So I have a lot of conversations with people and it's always, it's never just about money. It's always about like our whole life. What do we want? What makes us happy? Where are our values? Um, so it may make sense, you know, if someone, the question's going to depend on what does somebody have prepared for their retirement right now? You know, if you have enough in your 401k or your IRA, that's going to carry you through an additional like 20 plus years of life based on your lifestyle then go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not most people. I know that. <laughs> so I see people's numbers all day. That's not common. Um, so what I would recommend if someone is still working, you know, if they have something like a 401k or their own IRA, looking for ways to either inc- to increase their funding of it uh, so that they'll have that amount when they're ready to retire um, or coming up with ways to reduce their expenses now so that they can do that. Um, you're going to have to get creative. You know, uh, I will share, you know, I've even been creating, uh, interestingly, I've been having these conversations with my mom, you know, I don't mind sharing that and talking about the possibilities of, you know, building her a tiny house on the back of one of my properties like that. You're really affordable, you know, cause I already own the land. There's already plumbing. It's going to cost some money, but that's going to be more affordable. And for her, she doesn't have the protection or a retirement strategy herself. So we're going to have to get creative in figuring it out. So I'm just going to overfund my own accounts and then use some of the investment to take care of her costs and needs. Awesome. So sometimes you just got to get creative and look at, you know, who's the, who's going to be more affordable to, to invest and then use the, uh, the returns from that for somebody else. Mm. Mm. That's a great thing to do. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking I'm processing because it's land and it's downsizing. And I think we just have to get used to used to letting go of things that are not that important as we get older. Like we sometimes we still think that bigger is always better. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily the case um, because I've downsized too. And it's great. It just kind of just puts things in its proper perspective for me. Um, But it's it's. 
it's tough because we feel things merit like value and they just we just don't want to let that go but I just don't personally I just don't want to work forever I want to work for myself I don't want to work for someone else until my bones ache and I'm just like no because that's going to impede the quality of life that I have for myself and I just don't want to do that yeah I don't want to get to a point there I I don't want to work until 72 either but I think sometimes it depends on what you do. I like truly love what I do. I get excited when I wake up and I go to bed tired and happy. So if you have that kind of job, you know, I don't mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hear you. If you're working for a job that you don't love, you got to get out. It's probably going to make sense for you to find a way to get out now. <laughs> like, yeah. This yeah. is a good time to transition and pivot. So what it's can you obvious. It's obvious, Tony, that you love what you do. It's written all over your face and in the yes. information that you were sharing today. I still want to kind of make sure that we help our listeners. Some people are just beginners in this world of finance, yeah. like so many other things. It can be so overwhelming. So I just wanted to ask you, for someone that really wants to get a hold of their financial uh, management better, what should they listen to? Maybe what book should they read? Is there a web? that they should just check in to understand because I believe you should follow the money right and that's obviously what our government our government is doing following the money and making sure that is the important message that they're sending to us but as an individual how can we follow the money what should we do to improve our financial management Mm, that's really I'm so glad that you asked that question there's a lot of voices out there um I think it's important to listen to people who you can identify with okay not just based not just based on looks but based on their background you know right. it's not going to make sense to listen to a millionaire if they can't relate to the problems that we have yeah. today mm-hmm. you know the problems that we have if we are only taking home 2000 a month like it, really it's not going to make sense so uh to that point um i am actually currently developing a membership online based program to help people with financial literacy and my intention is to have it be very affordable. So for like $27 a month, you can get your whole financial literacy needs in one place online, safely at home. Uh, and, you know, have access to myself and a team of other financial coaches to get your questions answered and share with whomever you need to in your life. And then have that accountability. I think a lot of times working with a professional who understands your needs and what you're trying to create makes a difference but it also matters to have accountability. I can't tell you how many people I've had be in my classes over the years who've come back two years later, three years, six years, eight years later, literally eight years later, like trying to learn the same thing. And I'm like, sis, the same, the same way to do your budget then is the same way to do your budget. Now there's nothing different, you know, know the tools and they know what they need to do. And for some reason they just don't, do it. Mm. And oftentimes having the relationship and having the accountability and having someone who can have the conversations with you about why. Right. I have a lot of clients who I work with one-on-one in a coaching relationship who they, they go shop, they use shopping for therapy, you know? So we got to talk about that. And we got to talk about like lifestyle change such that your budget can change. So your income can change. So your wealth building, your long-term planning for your future, your retirement can change. Um, so I have that coming. Uh, yeah. Goal is to have it up and available by June 1. Nice. And 
I also have created a uh, link, a specialized link just for listeners of this show. And I'll comment it in a link under your posts on Instagram and your Facebook posts. So if people follow you, they can easily find it. Uh, For folks to set up and schedule a free online financial strategy one-on-one with myself. They have 30 days. So for the next 30 days, they are available. They can book that online with me from the comfort of their home. Thank you. Oh, I'm signing up. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> I'm signing up because even though we had, I felt I felt the conversation was good. And I tried to ask the tough questions. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you never knew enough, right? So again, we talk a lot. We talk a good game, but really, do we have the right plans in place, right? So are we doing our homework? Like I start a budget and I always fall off on it because then I feel like I deserve it. Like I deserve this, whatever. And then I'm like, mm. and it's like riding the bike, right? I got to get back on the bike again and adhere to the budget. And so I yeah. know I need consultation. I know other people that are really good with money will probably want to freshen up their skills because the atmosphere has changed now. So we yeah. may have to do things a little different based on our current climate um, and just kind of be in that space for maybe another year or two before we can maybe relax to do things differently so I would suggest uh, people take advantage of that because we're oftentimes we're embarrassed to talk about we don't have a savings account I don't have any money you know I've been working all these years and my 401 is not where it needs to be Um, because life happens right Um, things happen emergencies have happened people had to take money out may, may not have been able to put it back in the way they wanted to Um, separations of family, family dynamics change, whether it be divorce or illness, someone passes away, you have to pay for that expense Mm -hmm. and things just are just, just are always happening. And Mm -hmm. we're not always as prepared as we want to be because we don't even think like that. We think as long as we're paying the mortgage and the bills, we're okay. But when those extraordinary or out of the ordinary things happen and we just, Mm-hmm. And it just sets us back like, like a year or two. And then we're embarrassed and we give up and we're like, oh, I'm never going to be able to get where I want to be. Oh. You know, so I, I, I appreciate this conversation. I appreciate you offering the free consultation yeah, because I think if we have the accountability partners and if we're not afraid to talk about money, because the two things we always want as people, we, we want a lot of sex and we want a lot of money. <laughs> we do. We do. And if we can stop, if we can just get comfortable in talking about money, like, if, if you can, then your village will grow and you'll understand there'll be like-minded people thinking like you and you'll start, you'll treat money with the respect, like yeah. you said at the beginning, differently. Yeah. I think we oftentimes don't give it the respect it deserves. Yes. And we know it's a tool. It's very powerful and, and we don't want it to overtake us or consume us. But we have to respect the power that it has and how yes. to manage that power, right? Yes, do I agree. You, do I you have, have um, a book inside of you, Tani? Do you have <laughs> one day? Like, yes. Audible, <laughs> like, huh? Are you? What are? What are we doing? <laughs> one, day, one day for certain. I'm sure. I actually, that's so funny. One day, yes, and. I've actually created, and it's just not released yet. It'll be part of the membership group I'm building. I've actually created a self-coaching guide um, because even though I work with folks one-on-one individually as a coach, 
it can typically, it can be very expensive for folks to hire me for one hour individually. So I have inserted the same questions and very similar questions that I would ask someone in a session live into a downloadable ebook. So they can basically walk themselves through their own exercise. Um, So I have that. That will also be available June 1. Um, And then other books, sure. In a whole nother life, I'm a I'm a poet and a writer. So I have poetry books out. I'm sure there'll be other like general holistic self-development books because I believe I talk a lot about wealth building and I believe that wealth is holistic. It's not Mm. just about money, but at the same time, I think how we do anything is how we do everything. If we can get our money life in order, we will get our love life in order. We will get our family life in order. We will get our health in order because it's really who we be in all of it. It's not Mm -hmm. just the thing. It's it's us. So I'm excited. I also create, for those who are concerned or want to book appointment, I always hold like a very judgment-free safe space in all my sessions. There's no judgment whatsoever. There's no need for that. Um, And I've worked with people from all backgrounds and all kinds of stuff. So whatever it is, I've already seen it. No worries. <laughs> and the group that I'll create online is going to be much the same, just full of support, full of openness, transparency, so that we can all grow. That's a good thing. We need it. We need it, as, especially <laughs> as women, because in the, in the pay scale in corporate America, typically Black women are at the bottom um, in the pay scale. And we have such strong purchasing power Like when we set our mind to something, we make it happen. And so I want to be able to help women understand their power financially and use it, govern it in the right way so that they're never um, surprised by what life continues to throw at them, especially if they're a mom, if you're a caretaker. A lot of us are caring for our parents now, Mm -hmm. um, taking care of children. There's so many different things coming at us Mm -hmm. and we just need the information and the the strength, right, yeah. to be able to put this money where it needs to be, so it can work for us, and we not always work for the money, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the time. To your point earlier, you know, sometimes life always happens, and we think we're doing the right thing, and then we end up wishing we did something different. Right. People, I ha- I work full time in this work, <laughs> you know, like people like me. This is our full time job, so I don't think it's it's totally fine. Like life happens for everyone. And I completely understand like the everyday person who doesn't work in finance. It's not expected that you would know how to get from here all the way to here, every step that's needed and all the ways to protect yourself or recover whenever you get off track. Like that's my job. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about that. Leave that to me and we'll just create it together. But there needs to be a relationship of some kind for people to have that and have it be sustainable. Awesome. Well, you and I are going to be in relationship. Thank you so much. <laughs> I look How forward can to people it. find you, Tawny Powell? How can they find you? Where are yeah. you? So a couple of different ways. First, uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram the most. You can follow me at Tawny Powell. My name is T-A-W-N-Y, P-O-W-E-L-L. Uh, that was my personal and business accounts. And if you want to follow my budding business where the membership group is going to happen and where I do a lot of my strategies and coaching is my website is called the talents coaching. So the talents coaching.com social media's platforms to be expanded on those soon as well. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. This was great. 
I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it several times because there were so many notes. I couldn't take them down because I'm, we're talking and conversing, but there were a lot of things. There's things I got to change, things I got to do differently. Um, okay. that five, two, nine, ooh, yeah, that's, <laughs> ooh, that's a big one. There's a lot of things that I need to do. And I just know this was helpful for everyone that was listening. I thank okay. you so much, Tawny, for your time today. This was amazing. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. I love it. So anytime, I'm happy to share. Thank you. We're going to bring you back in a couple of months. When we come out of shelter in place and things look like they're kind of going back to somewhat of a new normal, we're going to bring you back before we close out the year to just give us some tips on how we should close out our year financially. Okay. And hopefully we killed some of the bad habits while we were at home and introduce some some new and some good things. Okay, perfect. Um, you guys know me. That's my time. You guys know me. I'm everywhere. Real Chicks Rock. We're, we're just, we're everywhere. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We got the website, realchicksrock.com. If you've not subscribed to the website, please go ahead and subscribe so you know exactly what we're doing, where we're doing it, and how we're doing it. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go out there and subscribe so you'll never miss another one of these dynamic and informative conversations and discussions that we're having we would love for you guys to follow us we just we just like what we do we like what we do i want to shout out a couple of things um first of all i want to shout out to reach media thank you so much beat beat break radio 87 um fm we are on that station every day from 11 a.m they are playing some of my classics some of my oldies the goodies we appreciate that so you guys if you've missed the show in the past Go out there and check that out. Also, we want to thank Hype Media Global. We're on WDJY 99.1 FM. We're on there every Monday and Wednesday at 10 a.m. So please, if you miss us here, we are everywhere. Get your dose of Real Chicks Rock um, presents real discussions. That is very informative. We want you to be a part of the movement. Um, today's show was powered by the T-shirt lady. Mm-hmm. We like the t-shirt lady. We love her. She was on our show a couple of weeks ago, and we just want to support people who are doing awesome and phenomenal things in our community, and she is no different. Support the t-shirt lady. You know you need that t-shirt. You got that virtual family reunion that's happening. You got some teas and some designs that you're going to work on. To Tawny's point, now is the time to start your business. You want to get your branding done. Get that on a t-shirt. Get that logo on the t-shirt now. Look at the colors, how they pop. She makes them pop. Man, go to her website, the t-shirtlady.com. She's also on Instagram. Get your online orders today. Her storefront is still closed, but you can place your order online and pick up your order at the shop. She's doing that. So come on, support our local and small businesses in the Atlanta area. She'll, she'll ship you um, if you're out of Atlanta. She's not afraid to do that. But make sure you get that product today. Thank you for powering our show today, the T-shirt lady. That is my time. That is my time. As always, I enjoyed spending the afternoon with you a couple of hours, an hour, a couple of minutes. We talked today about money matters. It was fine. It was really eye-opening. If you missed it, feel free to listen to this. We're going to be replaying this and posting this everywhere. So get your financial freedom and empowerment today. Don't be afraid. We can do it. Let's hold hands and do it together. That is my time. I ask that you guys continue to take care of yourself. 
be well. And until next time, continue to rock on. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.